Welcome to the new Paradigm Podcast. My name is Morten Hake and this is the place where we'll talk about the stuff that's going to make you remember who you really are. Let's go. Hey guys and welcome to the new Paradigm Podcast episode 24. Today I'm here with Tony Broadbent from inspiringgenius.co.uk. Uh, hello. Hey, Martin. So we have been chatting a bit and now I'm getting to know each other. And I um, actually watched a video of you promoting some kind of product, which I don't remember, to be honest. But I do remember that I loved how you presented and just the way you showed up and how 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 transparent and honest and real that video was um i want can you because i know you've been working a lot with like you've been working with corporates increasing their sales and you also worked you know you come from a background of like pro sports and martial arts and and actually doing some stuntman stuff and i wanted to be a stuntman when i was a kid (laughs) which is really cool and you've seen, you know, a lot of, I'm going to jump more into this later because I'm really curious about it, but I want to like, kind of like we talk a little bit about what differentiates like the, 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 the true peak performers in both sales and elite sport um, from the, you know, just like the people with the same skill set, but are not kind of like struggling with their performance. But first of all, I want to want to hear how you got in in touch with these principles and yeah well i guess um i started doing martial arts when i was about 15 maybe nearly 16 and um absolutely loved it absolutely loved it um and and i've loved it ever since is the real truth and i trained for about i don't know maybe 20 years in total um and when i got to about late what would it be 27 28 I decided I wanted to be a stuntman. It was the only. It was the first time in my life I'd really, really known with absolute certainty what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do, and and, and you know how I wanted to show up in the world. So I decided I was going to be a stuntman, and I, it was two years or best part of two years training. And during that time, something that you just mentioned there about you know the kind of the absolute top performing guys, um, and the just really, really good guys. The difference was, for me, I just kind of noticed more and more and more, um, you know, I was doing all sorts of things really, but, you know, um, gymnastics and trampolining and stunt driving and different martial arts, um, skydiving. And I noticed particularly um, with with trampolining and gymnastics, because some of the guys I was training with went, went, went on to represent Great Britain at the Olympics. Um, and I noticed that the guys that were absolutely phenomenal and the guys that were just really, really tremendous, you know, really, really good, the difference was the kind of mental side. Because their commitment and their skill set and their experience and their, you know, physical kind of attributes were very, very similar. But it was the mental side that made the difference. You know, that top, that top small bit, which at that kind of level, it's the top, you know, one, two, three percent that makes all the difference. Mm. Um I was recently, oh, probably not recently, probably a few months ago, uh, watching Formula One, and I think it was might have been Alonso. It was one of the top, obviously one of the top drivers. There's only 22 on the grid, <laughs> but it was one of the top guys, obviously, in the world. And um, he was saying that 
arriving at the racetrack happy can make half a di- half a second difference a lap. Mm. Well, when you think when I was I was watching the um, uh, the uh, Sportsman of the Year event last night on TV, and Lewis Hamilton was talking, and um, he was saying that he even though he's one of the two drivers, obviously him and Nico Rosberg, he was saying that. Um, He's got a, a team of thirteen hundred, as in one thousand three hundred people behind him. That's 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 his team. It's incredible. Yeah. I knew it was a lot, but I didn't know. It was, I thought it was like seven eight hundred. But they've got thirteen hundred wow. people involved in his team to get two cars on the on the grid. So so when you consider the kind of financial um, investment and kind of commitment, and, and never mind just the financial side, you know the the kind of commitment from all those people supporting those two drivers. To try and shave off, you know, the smallest, tiniest, you know, tenth or hundredth of a second per lap. It's incredible. So, for, so for <laughs> so for Alonso or whoever it may have not been Alonso, I think it was Alonso to say, you know, arriving at the racetrack in a in a in a kind of relaxed, positive, happy frame uh, frame or state of mind can make half a difference a lap. It just it just highlights to me how how ludic- ludicrously kind of under appreciated by a lot of people um state of mind is so that was sorry i've gone gone off track but to answer your question so that's how i kind of first started and and first kind of got really really interested and kind of um fascinated by it and since then i've been kind of reading and looking at different things and and exploring different things including you know nlp and hypnosis and positive psychology and a few other things as well as i'm sure a lot of people uh, listening to this this podcast have as well um and then in 2009, um, in fact, I was part of kind of Jamie's gang or group or tribe or whatever you want to call it, as in Jamie Smart. Um, and he, he got introduced to the principles um, and, and started uh, also in 2009. And, and he started kind of sharing what he was learning. I think he, he um, I think Jamie may have shared this story with you anyway, but he approached Michael Neal um, or, you know, agreed to kind of have Michael Neal um, and, and be an apprentice with Michael Neal, and um, Michael Neal, he kind of you know, thought Jamie thought he knew what he was going to go for, but but Michael Neal at that time had started with the principles, and 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 Jamie was getting these principles, and then he was bringing it to his tribe and introducing it to the tribe, you know, to, to his group, of, of which Elaine, my partner, and I were, were part of. So we kind of you know we got it from kind of quite early on, and um, and the first time I heard it, he, he picked up something. I think it was something like a marking pen, which I know I'm showing you right now on the screen, and obviously the listeners can't see, but if they can imagine it. He picked up a marking pen, and he said something like, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, your whole experience of this pen is completely made up. It's happening inside your head. And I sat there thinking, you know, from my NLP kind of filtering process, I was trying to make sense of it from from that standpoint. And he said, and he pulled the top off. He said, including this little bit on the end. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back because it kind of totally fried my brain. It just, I, I sat there thinking, I don't know, just something, I don't know what happened. More, and I can't put it into words really, but, but something shifted there and then something shifted. And I suddenly thought, I said, I had no words for it. And, and I, if I'm truthful, I still don't really have words to describe that experience now. But what I realized was, it just it just made sense to look more in that direction, mm. and and I've been looking in that direction ever since. So um, so that's 
that was a very long answer and a, and a very kind of, you know, off-piste answer to a to a very um, straightforward question. But that's how I kind of started. I um, love it. It's it's so cool to hear that. You know, in that moment when you when you saw something for yourself, and it could it was just like this tiny little ridiculous metaphor of like this pen, like that you, everything everything you perceive of this pen is your experience or whatever paraphrasing I am as well but like those little sentences here and there heard for the first time or in the perfect spot or in the perfect state or whatever can can flip it all it's amazing <sighs> cool so I want to hear how is this understanding showed up in your life and what has changed for you after that moment wow <laughs> well kind of everything and nothing and when i say everything and nothing it might sound a bit crazy but but nothing because it was already there but the but the but the everything part of it is because i now see it more and more and more i see it more frequently and it doesn't mean you know i know i know most people listening to this um, if they've got an understanding of the principles at all will kind of resonate with what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that suddenly my my life is, you know, some kind of Nirvana fest. You know, it's like absolutely wonderful all the time because it's not, it's not at all. You know, I have days where I feel crap. I have days where I feel amazing, but the difference between before and, and since um, that kind of first introduction uh, to the principles is that the time that I, lose sight of, of my kind of, you know, my, my kind of where my experience is coming from and my well-being and and the pure joy that, that we kind of have available to us all, at all times as human beings. The time that I kind of lose sight of that has become very, very small and also very infrequent. So, you know, I do dip into being pissed off about X, Y or Z and, and seeing it very much kind of outside in. But I just kind of visit. I don't. I don't pack bags. <laughs> I travel light, um, and it seems very infrequent as well. Very, very infrequent. So I'm trying to think of some examples, you know, and, and, and maybe I'll come back to some examples if some come to mind. But um, like Elaine and I, my partner, who 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 you know, um, yes, and maybe a lot of people listening to, it. and. Um, you know, I absolutely love it to bits. Absolutely, you know, we met in when was it, two thousand and nine, um, and absolutely, I just, I, I may, it may sound crazy, but I just, we were, we were. In, I'll just give you the context if that's okay. We were in an NLP training, um, and it was with it was one of Jamie's trainings, and he brought a, a guy over called Michael Watson, who was an absolutely phenomenal um, teacher, both of NLP and also hypnosis. And it was a it was a three day training. It was a six month oh no, it's a nine month program in total. So it's I think it was six three day trainings. So it was one of the three day trainings anyway. And um, and Michael was teaching, and I was at the front of the room, and I was so shy and so insecure at the time, I mean, astoundingly so. But I'd somehow find myself at the front of the room, and there's about eighteen or twenty people in the room, and um, Michael was. I forgot what the what the issue or the, the the perceived problem was, but Michael was doing his stuff, and I was kind of participating as, as as fully as I felt comfortable. And then, for no particular reason, I found myself with tears streaming down my face, 
and um, I was having a moment. I mean, yeah, I was. And I, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't blubbing and and you know sobbing my heart out. But I had tears streaming down my face. And for some reason, I and Elaine and I weren't together, by the way, at this at this time. But I'd noticed her, and I thought she was absolutely. I don't just mean gorgeous, as in physically, which she is. She's absolutely beautiful. But I just mean she was just she was just lovely inside and out. Yeah, just as a person, her energy. Her, just the way she was with people. She was just adorable and still is. But um, so for some reason, I found myself, again, embarrassed a bit, tears streaming down my face in front of 18 or 20 people in the room. And I found myself just, I looked at Elaine and she looked at me. And it's, it may sound really cheesy and crazy, but nobody else existed. It was like there was just Elaine and there was me. And and I was no longer embarrassed. I was no longer uncomfortable. I was no longer anything. And I just thought, this is the girl I want to spend the rest of my life with. And it was, it, you know, it was, I hadn't realized that, that I had that kind of um, capacity or that kind of, I didn't know I could experience that kind of love. And that's exactly how it felt. And when I, when, 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 you know, obviously Elaine and I spoke about it, and and um, you know when the kind of exercise had finished, and 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 she said afterwards, she said that it scared her because she thought, oh my god, you know, what does all this mean? And I didn't know, I didn't know at all. I just looked into her eyes, and she looked into mine, and I said, nobody exi- nobody else existed. I'm going slightly off topic, Ronnie, yeah, and I, I do get carried away, but I'm just kind of reliving that 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 moment. So that's when Elaine and I met. So going back to what you were what you were asking, how are things different from before to now? If I had spoken to you before two thousand nine, before I knew about the principles, we wouldn't be having this conversation because I wouldn't I wouldn't be as comfortable um, discussing this with you first of all, or with anyone else on the planet. To be quite honest, and never mind. And it just occurred to me that that this conversation is being recorded, which I'd kind of forgotten. But <laughs> but, I, but, I, but but I would be incredibly uncomfortable, and and it just wouldn't be on my radar to have this kind of conversation mm. with another person, and and particularly another guy. Mm. But um, but now I just think, do you know what? With all respect, it's like it, it's it's who I am, and it's where I'm at, and it's and and that's fine. You know, if people think what I was, that's fine. If people think good for you, that's fine. It doesn't matter. With all with all respect to anyone else on the planet, what anyone else thinks of how I am, how I show up, how I'm being in the world, it's, it doesn't matter, does it? What other people think is none of my business. But um, but yeah, so so things are very different. So so I say pre two thousand nine, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Excuse me. <clears throat> but now I'm really really happy and and and. And I have a real appreciation for, um, you know, dropping all the bullshit and the facade and, and this kind of pretense that, that I used to hold in place unknowingly and innocently and, and, and having the kind of connection that, that, that we're having now. You know, this kind of, um, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know words for it, but this kind of, you know, this, this open and real and authentic conversation. Mm, that's so... So true, and thank you for sharing. It, I come from a, I come from a land down under. No, I come from a, <laughs> I come from, uh, you know, I've been involved a lot in the seduction community in my past, and there's a lot of, you know, there's. I just want to bring that up because I know there's a lot of guys listening to this, who also have, you know, come from that 
angle into understanding more about how our experience works and our psyche and you know really actually want to feel better in life you know want to enjoy life and want to be okay and what you talk about and what that this that story represents to me is when understanding that this our this experience we're walking around in this human experience is an inside job which was by the way the name of um the podcast i did with lane your your girlfriend um when understanding that it's it kind of drops the notion that there's some particular way we need to act or that you know and it seems that you because i can so relate to that i can so relate to that i feel and it's it's interesting to observe my own experience when it comes to quote unquote dropping my ego um, or when my 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 ego drops automatically when deepening my understanding of this is like it doesn't make sense anymore to try and be that guy you know and impress or xyz it's it that's fine too you know impressing is fine and you know being on top of the world is fine and all that but, but it's it's when it becomes this obligation or um thing to do in order to feel a certain way it's kind of misunderstood and living in that misunderstanding not only you know um is hard and and strugglesome for for me but also i guess for you know other people it's noticeable and or it's just like because connection is already there it's almost like <laughs> trying to create a connection that's already there only like kind of like postpones the <laughs> the actual interactions i guess or something like that so i, I really appreciate that that story cool okay so i want uh, we we briefly spoke about um just to jump to something completely different we briefly spoke about and he worked in a sales team that um or at a at a company that you helped and sharing these principles and they had some crazy results from that can you kind of like share that story and also jump a little bit into what you said to them or like how you <laughs> like what um yeah do your best to like kind of like dive into that yeah <clears throat> um i did i've been let me just get, give some kind of context to this it, i haven't i haven't worked in lots of corporates so i'm not going to pretend i have but what i have done i've been out with a few people that are quite well established in the corporate field mm. um you know doing different types of training so i've been out kind of as an associate or as a as a guest uh, on a few occasions and really really kind of benefit from the experience so i just want to, the reason i'm kind of giving you this 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 kind of you know upfront kind of context is is that it's kind of important because the company that I, I got approached by a company and it's a guy that I know and he's the UK sales manager for this company. And just to give it again, some context that they're in, in my world, they're quite a big company that globally do about 600 million a year, which it's like, Oh my God. And it, I did have a lot of thinking around it from truthful. I had, had some thinking about it, but I got approached and, and um, 
they said, you know, would I work with their sales team? And um, so I worked with the six regional sales managers and also the UK sales manager. And and I went in, um, I did a two-day training, and I. they wanted sales training. Well, that's what they thought they wanted. Um, and even though I've done about, uh, in my younger years, I, I did a lot of sales for different companies and set up my own companies, there was always a kind of sales element. But I've always sold physical products, whatever that means, whether it be cars or utilities or... Um, kitchens or bathrooms or bedrooms or all sorts of different things um you know also physical products and i had a little bit of thinking around around selling this because this this isn't a physical product it's 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 intangible so it's you know i don't know it, I, I kind of found it quite challenging at first mm-hmm. so when they asked me about some sales training i said well yeah i'll happily come in and i, I the way i proposed it and, and what i offered and and what i kind of convince them um, in a good way would be more beneficial to their to, to their team would be state of mind training so i went in um i did a uh, what do you call it an intake session about three or four weeks prior to going into the company and i spoke with for about half an hour 40 minutes each person i spoke with um each of the regional sales managers and also the uk sales manager and it was just the idea was. I mean, obviously, it came from not obviously, but it came from um, a chap, which again, a lot of the people listening to this will be aware of, called Robin Charbit, who has a company in the states called Insight Principles, uh, along with his partner Ken Manning. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to a one-day event that Rudy and Jenny um, held in Essex, and Robin was, was you know, was absolutely phenomenal. And and that it, that again was a kind of quite pivotal um, one-day event. And it's kind of really simplified and and, and um, kind of clarified the the way that I share the principles, because I used to I used to have my way of sharing it that made sense at the time, and after the day with Robin, it just became really really simple. It became really he normalised it. That's that that was my kind of takeaway from that. So I went into this company anyway, and I did this one day intake session. Uh, sorry, this um, session rather forty minute session. Uh, with each of the people and it was just it was basically just kind of you know getting into their world and finding out what they were up against and um finding out their kind of feelings about the company finding out finding out their feelings about how they felt about their their colleagues their team members uh, and that was about it really it wasn't you know it was nothing deep at all um but it also gave them uh, an experience of me so when i rocked up on on day one of the two-day training they they kind of knew what they were in for because I'd kind of set it up that, um, yeah, they knew they knew what they were going to get. They knew it wasn't typical kind of traditional sales training. We weren't. I didn't even talk about sales more. And this is the kind of crazy thing. So I went in and on day one, I, I kind of reaffirmed what we'd spoken about um, during the intake sessions, and um, and you know, kind of said we, we're going to be looking at, um, you know, that the mind works only one way, which is inside out. And, and the second point is that the mind has an inbuilt design for success. Mm. Um, that was it. So, so we're going we're to cover two points in two days. And again, this is something directly from Robin. And with his kind of approval and permission, he said, take it, use it, and anything you can gain from this program, you know, this, this one-day program that's beneficial, use it. So I did. Mm. Um, and pretty much that's what we talked about. So we talked about um, different examples and different situations where it would look like their experience of frustration and stress and 
all sorts of different th- feelings that they had were coming from the external situations, from maybe not landing that client that they'd kind of you know, been working with or, or, or kind of caught in for six months or whatever it would be, to uh, maybe not getting the bonus that they expected, all sorts of different things. And I just kept pointing, you know, kind of uh, gently and, and gradually and respectfully back to the fact that it only ever works one way. So we spent, I don't know, two or three, probably three or four hours maybe on the first point. And then then we did a couple of exercises. Um, and again, looking back, maybe maybe two years ago, um, I'd have called it a kind of deep listening exercise. Mm-hmm. And, and now I don't. I call it a thought realization exercise because the thing that I'm trying to have them realize is that they are the thinkers. They are whatever they think becomes their reality. Whatever they think of any given situation becomes their experience. Mm. Um, and, and they also, as a kind of byproduct as, or as an inevitability, their feelings come along with that mm. to kind of, you know, to kind of mirror their thinking. So, um, and, and I, I remember one guy, I'm not going to name names obviously, but, but one guy um, in the group, one of the team, was was it felt like he was butting heads he was really kind of challenging me literally from the first day about mid-morning um 11 o'clock maybe until four or five o'clock he was challenging 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 and 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 um you know it wasn't not in a disruptive way and not in a kind of um you know being contentious for the sake of it but he was he just wasn't seeing what i was saying he really wanted to get it he did yeah he did yeah yeah and, and in my mind, yeah, I could have taken that many ways. And one way I could take it is, you know, going into my head and, and kind of thinking, oh, he's not getting it. And he's going to bring the group down. And but I didn't. I just thought, you know, this guy, like you just said, he, he really wants to see it yeah. so much so that it was getting in his own way. Yeah. We, we, came to, we, we came to what can only kind of be described as a, I'm kind of put, putting my hands together here, kind of almost like not butting heads, but we came to an impasse. Mm. And and he he kept challenging, 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 and and almost said, and excuse my language, but he almost said, "That's bullshit." <laughs> and and um, he may have actually said that as well. I can't remember, but he was kind of inferring that if he didn't say it out loud. And um, I said to us, "Look," I said, "We we seem to have kind of reached a, a, a bit of a stalemate here, where we're, we're not kind of going anywhere." And rather than stalling, and this was probably about I don't know, early afternoon on the on the first day, I said. I said, would it be okay with you if the question that you keep, he's asked me three or four times this particular question, it was about being feeling frustrated at a certain client and mm. what they did this and that's why. And, and it was so immersed and so kind of emotionally um, intense. Uh. Yeah, he was just so kind of caught up in that situation. He just he couldn't step back to see more clearly you know, the kind of bigger mm. picture. And so I said to him, I said, would it be okay if we, if we kind of part this for now because it doesn't seem to be going anywhere because with all respect he, he he wasn't in the position to hear it mm. and i said so would it be okay if we part it and then and then we'll come back to it first thing in the morning on the second day and i said and if the question still makes sense and still needs addressing we'll 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 speak about it again he said yeah yeah that's great so then we carried on with the day and did what we did and then we got to the second day and and literally kind of five or more 10 or 15 minutes into the start of the second day i said to this gentleman i said just so you know, I'm kind of, yeah, I've wrote it up on the board, and just so you know, kind of, I want to acknowledge it. Where are we at with that? With the question that you had yesterday, that you really, it's a Tony, so I feel embarrassed. And I said, tell me more, and it was kind of pretty much. He'd had a he'd, he'd had a conversation with his wife. In fact, we'd we'd gone out for Chinese and a big meal and whatever, but um, he had this conversation with his wife when he went back to the hotel room, 
And she said to him, you, you seem different. And he said, what do you mean? And he, he'd, unbeknownst to me, and, and certainly unbeknownst to him, he'd just quietened down. And this kind of, um, what could be described as kind of, you know, um, challenging, uh, I think his wife used Session. to call him, say, yeah. Well, his wife used to say that he was kind of sometimes brittle with people, you know, sometimes a bit kind of clunky. Okay. And she said, you seem really different. And um, un- I say, totally unbeknownst to me, and, and his, but his wife was really, really shocked. And so they spoke and everything else and had this really lovely, connected conversation that he told me next morning that I hadn't had for a long, long time. Nice. And um, so he came back in the morning and he said, I said, do we need to go there? Do we need to have this this conversation he said i feel embarrassed said not at all he said it just doesn't i can't believe i was saying what i was saying yesterday but it made sense at the time so just over the course of the night you know literally from from one day to the next he'd seen something he was my biggest challenge by far and he said to me on the second day he said i was a nightmare yesterday wasn't i I said well you weren't a nightmare i said but you were challenging (laughs) and um but he said you know he's my biggest fan now so so you know and um so the second day just kind of, you know, did what we did and kind of tied things up. And, and, and I had people, I don't know if this is too much detail, Morton, I do apologize. No, I love it. Continue. But, but I, I, had, um, a, I had a kind of draft of an idea. So I, I'm not the most scripted person in the world. I don't do scripts and I don't do, I'm, I'm not particularly organized or methodical or structured or whatever else in the way that I kind of conduct myself in my personal life and certainly not in my professional life. So when I went into this training, I did take advice from a few people and they said, you know, have something of a framework, which I did. I had about, I can't remember, four or five points for day one or four or five points for day two. That if I kind of found myself in a place of gone into my head, I could always kind of reference and think, you know, I've got this kind of in the bag. But um I didn't I didn't need it because it because I was so engaged with, with the group and, and, and they were so engaged in that kind of experience. That it kind of didn't make sense to you know to kind of I mean I may have referenced it once maybe on day two I can't remember but I guess the point I'm making it was just a very um, a very kind of free flowing kind of organic experience and there was no corporate I haven't got any corporate speak anyway but there was no there was no corporate speak um, and and it was so far away from anything they'd experienced ever that they were just totally blown away with it and and I say the the kind of results speak for themselves you know the, the they haven't, this is a, just to, again, give a little bit of context kind of retrospectively. The, the team hadn't hit target um, as a team, hadn't hit target for almost five consecutive years, which, which beggars belief, but that's, you know, that's, that's the situation. And since working with them, they've hit target every single month. And, and, sale, and this is the kind of real icing on the cake. You know, sales are up 17%. So just to give that again some context. They do about 13 million, 14, you know, 13, 13 and a half million in the UK alone. Um, and they, so that's a substantial amount. It's, yeah, it's best part of 2 million quid. I mean, it's just from, from a two-day investment, mm. uh, it's phenomenal. So, so, so yeah, that's that, was amazing. A long, that was a long answer to a short question, wasn't it? But, um, but that is amazing, then, Tony. It's, it's sorry, go ahead, continue. I was just like, just want to like point to the fact that this little change of, heart or mind of understanding can do such a big difference and you know the the really really nice thing i did a i did a follow-up session about three or four weeks after the two days and um you know just kind of got feedback and where are they at and is there anything else that can help them with and so on and so forth and and the general feedback 
um, was that they're all, and, and this was my kind of, this sounds really kind of crazy, but my, my real goal, my real kind of um, mission mm. for the group, and I told them in the intake session, was that not only will they enjoy and be, be more engaged at work, um, but they'll take all this into the kind of private stuff, you know, into the personal, you know, with the, with the partners and with the children and yeah. with the friends and with themselves. Mm. And, and this was the, I say in the, in the follow-up session, this was the kind of feedback was that they, they, well, I mean, one guy um, that I spoke to, he said, um, he said, Tony, I, can't, I can't believe it. So I feel so, I feel confused. He said, it doesn't make sense. He said, I go into work later. I leave work earlier. I, I'm not doing emails and, and, and correspondence like into the evening. I'm spending time with my family, spending time with my kids. He said, it, 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 I just, it doesn't make sense. And, and, and still gets better results, right? Gets better yeah. results. I mean, there was, there was one guy, um, that was, sorry, one company, uh, one of the team members had been trying to get into this company for something like, I think it was 15 or 16 months mm-hmm. and just literally getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so he'd been trying. I mean, really, you know, every single month, once or twice a month, he was contacting them and going to visit them and trying to kind of court them, you know, into into a business relationship. And within, I think it was three or four weeks afterwards, that I did the follow up session, and he said to me, he said, Tony, he said, I just don't get it. He said, I, it doesn't make any sense at all. He said, I've been trying for fifteen or sixteen months to get into this, this company. Um, he said, and they they they've now, it's obviously him that's showing up differently. Mm-hmm. He said, but now, three or four weeks later, whichever it was, they've placed an order for, and I can't remember the figure, but twenty, thirty thousand pounds or whatever it was, which in their world is not a lot of money, but it was a start. This is per month. Mm. He said, and um, he said, and they're now looking at, they have other sites, I think, throughout Europe. He said, and they're now kind of speaking to me about, you know, how could we bring this into the other sites and, and whatever. He said, and I'm doing nothing differently. Well, he obviously is. <laughs> he just doesn't realize. But, but from that place of kind of clarity and that place of mm. all these kind of stories and, and, and thinking and whatever else dropping away, mm. it allows him to show up, you know, kind of fully and, and serve openly. I mean, he's still in business to make his company money. That's you know, to make sales. Mm. But there's ways to do that, and then there's ways to do that. And he was choosing the kind of latter, and he was showing up and and serving, like I say, you know, kind of professionally, but a kind of real human being level, if that makes sense, a real human level. That's amazing. Those stories are always incredible. It's it's incredible to watch how like watch how this shows up for people and show up in my own life and and listening to how it shows up in your life and not only your business, but also private life and how you met Elaine and it just like how life can be so simple and, 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 and flowing forward. You know what I mean? Like it's so with so few obstacles in the way when we just realize that all the obstacles are just thought creations. And it's what you said earlier when, you didn't have to like really you still get caught up in insecure thinking but you don't have to get like start a dance with it you know <laughs> it's like you you recognize it earlier that's a huge implication for me for sure mm-hmm. i love that phrase you don't have to start a dance with it. i may borrow that, that. <laughs> sure <laughs> <sighs>
Where in London are you? Or uh, where in England are you? In London? Uh, we used to live just out, well, about 20 miles outside of London in Surrey. And uh, we moved down to the south coast to Sandbanks near Poole about just over a year ago. So we, we, we kind of literally live right on the south coast. I'm looking at the sea now as we speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So, I um, Lynn so, said yeah. that once. That's amazing. You just look yeah, at the... Yeah, very lucky. Getting reminded by the waves all day, every day, huh? Yeah. Do, do you know something else yeah. that's just come to mind, Morton, um, is that we, this is Elaine and I, we, we both seem to have a, a deeper appreciation for, for, for nature. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do the real simple things. Yeah, we'll go for a walk on the beach or we'll just do anything. Yeah. And we just, you know, it, it, we'll talk about clouds or stars or or the sea or just whatever. And it, uh, it may sound a bit strange, but we just kind of seem to have a, well, I do anyway. I seem to, and Elaine does as well, really, but I, I speak for me, just seem to have a really, um, just appreciate the little things. You know, just the, the smallest of things. I mean, I, I connected with someone recently on LinkedIn and they sent me this really simple little message, but it just, it meant so much, you know, it was just so, it's, it's the kind of things that people often don't do, isn't it, you know, but it, it doesn't have to be big, it can be a really little, tiny thing, but it kind of, it kind of means a lot, you know, yeah. I think it's where, I think it's for me, and I know I'm making this up, it's kind of where things are coming from. Oh yeah, so fitting in this Christmas, holiday season as well. I was speaking yesterday with, um, we do a weekly webinar in the Trustbox membership. And um, yesterday, me and uh, my friend Bjornar, we were speaking and, and we, we, we jumped into the theme of just the holidays and giving and, you know, just how this understanding has given us both a, a race of importance in in areas that are, really valuable to us it kind of shows show to speak for me it shows me what what my real values are in life and what i actually prioritize you know that this holiday is for me to be with my family and to be with me and to be present and to be able to to give in all kinds of different forms whether it's presence or being present, or, uh, you know, uh, those small things that you're mentioning that supposedly is a small thing, but actually is, is, the, is the entire experience in that moment, or, you know, yeah. It can be easy to forget, you know, when you don't have all your gifts ready, or people are stressed about X, Y, Z in this season here it's it can seem like that one gift that you forgot or that you know that you left your beautiful dress back home or or outfit or whatever when you go or whatever kind of like thing that we're buying into will be the problem or the cause for stress during the holidays it's good to know it's really 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 useful to know that this it's really just a thought taking form in the moment yeah. and uh, yeah it's amazing I, I it's it's interesting to hear that you also got more interested in nature and stuff because i've seen that show up in my life as well um yesterday i saw the northern lights for the first time in my life wow yeah it was incredible it was it was a mundane but spiritual 
experience. I was with my sister and my nephew, and it was just us three driving the, out on the beach in the dark because my sister had read that it was might be possible to see the northern lights, and it was like very like hard to see it, but at moments we could see it really clear so it was definitely northern lights and it was just like i could you know i could stamp like okay boom it is northern lights i have seen it and <laughs> and then we saw it some more and and i you know those types of things in nature and those big forces on earth kind of it takes me to a oftentimes takes me to the to a place of just awe, you know, awe of the the, the the intelligence that's running us, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the forces that we think that we can control, you know. It's like we run around in our lives thinking we can tr- control our thinking and what we're going to be thinking in five, even five seconds from now, you know, how this podcast is going to turn out or what we're going to learn from this podcast. We have no idea in reality because uh-huh. we just like experiencing it real time so when seeing northern lights like that i'm just baffled by okay that's i know very little about it but it's supposedly it's electrons and the magnetic force of the earth and you're showing up here and visible and you know <laughs> and, and seeing it with my own eyes is just like what you know is this and it could be the same just looking at the sky or looking at clouds, you know. It's the same you know, same intelligent force running it all. But seeing that, seeing something, literally seeing that for the first time, so I saw something new, it kind of reminded me again of the, of the, yeah, almighty or whatever force, whatever I want to call it, you know. I could call it God, I could call it just the universe, I could call it universal mind or the formless trust the for the the faith in that just showed up so much stronger and i you know my thoughts and my problems and my overthinking and worries just fades to dust you know it's not that big of a deal not just because i can compare with that and but it just came to me as a as an as a feeling as a moment is that oh you know those that kind of thought creation i'm buying into lately okay you know it's almost like it's a a new storyline we're going through in our mind all the time it's deepening our understanding of this new paradigm it's kind of leveling up that storyline slowly but surely (laughs) What about yourself, Morton? I know, I know, you know, you're doing the podcast, but what, what about yourself? Which before you knew the principles to 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 having experienced the principles, it's, what's the big difference for you? I love, I love that you ask. By the way, uh, it's been quite a journey. I, it's shown up in so many fields for me. I uh, one big feel or one very personal and big thing that I shared a little bit lately was um, 
how I used to not even not even dip my toe in the water of depressing thoughts or war anxiety or like really deep heavy states of misery in a way i used to um i used to just uh, how do i ex- uh, i used to be basically shit scared of being or or of even exploring uh the idea that i had depressing thoughts if that makes sense so i would never admit to myself or others or let alone say it out loud that i had depressed uh, depressive thinking that would to me admitting that would be just failure just i am a loser you know just like that and understanding how my experience works have let me be okay with whatever uh, thoughts I do experience. So now I can say that I have had depressive thoughts and, you know, for all I know, it'll show up again. And just my bravery in a way to be able to show up in whatever is showing up for me you know i have there's the last six months it's been winter time in norway and not to label that as a cause but it's been dark you know i'm used to i'm used to chasing the sun i'm always traveling you know to the warm areas and i'm used to waking up whenever i want choosing my time as long as i got my laptop i'm good and but now if i wake up late (laughs) you know it's getting dark it's norway it's dark here all winter you know so lately um and then you know thoughts come up like and i've had some sorrow coming up uh from i had a a couple of friends of mine who died way too early Uh, one of one of them committed suicide and i didn't feel that i reached out to him i was supposed to be the coach helping my friend i was supposed to xyz you know that whole thing and then and then and then all of a sudden i had this experience a beautiful experience of my presence of my uh, uh not i don't know it's called grandmother my dad's mother mm-hmm. um and that and so i've been kind of like exploring death if that makes sense with and also letting uh that thought take form in so many ways you know so many beautiful ways but also so many ways that's been hard and strugglesome and sadness and stuff like that so (sighs) so being able to experience that and it is it has been tough you know but also it has been okay and going through it and always knowing that there is light in the end of the tunnel, always knowing that well, I'm always one thought away from complete bliss <laughs> has given me those these crazy insights and crazy awakenings from the darkest places, which has been just like going from a really dark experience to a to complete neutrality in a split second 
teaches me a shit ton, you know, mm. that, or not, yeah, just teaches me one huge big lesson again and again. Um, so, so then it becomes just a, a building of character, a building of strength, a building of uh, simply respect for myself and who I am and what I want and I can start focusing on you know I don't have to I don't have to do anything but I can do everything and kind of like that shows up again and again so that's been huge for me being able to actually instead of running from my fears being able to dip my toe in my fear experience uh, whatever I thought because what I think the fear is and what it actually feels like being for example sad you know being sad is actually okay when I am sad <laughs> but um uh, the fear the fear of being sad or the fear of the, being depressed is way worse than actually be having a depressed day in a way so so all of that has shown up for me a lot lately. And yeah, just letting myself grow and mature in the ways that feels true to me and my heart and who I am. Um, instead of trying to be a certain way, especially showing up a certain way. You know, I get a lot of, and I have gotten throughout the years, a lot of attention from people who kind of like, when I meet them, the frame is that they already know me, they already have seen some material from me or what I say or my speeches or whatnot, and they kind of have this image of me um, that I've been buying into the idea that I need to fulfill, you know? So that's been a huge change for me during realizing this, is that I I can... I don't, I don't have to... Uh, care about that <laughs> i can but uh, you know i don't have to i can do whatever i want and love and connection is is, is there you know that's before whatever i'm experiencing that's or whatever they are experiencing the connection and love is already there so it's just a awesome thing to kind of lean on in situations where i'm not completely there <laughs> wow i love that I got, totally, asking. I got totally lost in your words there. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. How do you get into it more? And how, do you, how do you come across the principles? Um, I used to, or actually, uh, maybe I now, okay, a lot of thoughts running in my head now, but I used to do a conference called the Morton Hockey Summit, uh, all about uh, flirting, seduction, sex, and personal development. I, I did that for four consecutive years. And um, Jamie spoke uh, on the last, on the fourth annual one. So, and I put him last, like a keynote speaker, you know, Jamie runs uh, Salad NLP and he, I knew him from before and I knew that his stuff was good. I remember, but I thought he was going to speak about NLP because this is kind of embarrassing, but I ran the conference with my friend Knut and Knut had done the um, homework for uh, kind of like you know writing what Jamie was going to talk about and he I think he we communicated but also like Knut I think Knut knew what he was going to talk a little bit more about what he was going to talk about but I was you know ignorant and managing everything with the conference and I didn't 
I, I just, you know, I assumed he was going to talk about NLP. So when he was on stage, he did the final speech. So I had the kind of like the, the, the conference was kind of over. I let myself relax a little bit more. I knew that everything was running smoothly. And I was just sitting in the back room and listening to what he said and being chill. And, and then I just resonated a lot with what he said. It was very simple, and and I felt good. And Jamie said also kind of like he's he's he said that you know like it was not like he was trying to to it's not like he was trying to I don't know what I was gonna say there, but point being was that he kind of like stated that this is very simple and you just you know, how are you feeling right now it was more personal in that way so i was just listening and realizing that after that speech i was just realizing that wow i really had a good two last hours you know it was really i was calm and clear and okay in every way and i and also on top of the world you know but not in a like, oh, this is my conference, kind of egotistical way, which is also a state that I know very familiar, <laughs> but um, but just like, okay, and content, and proud, and and love, you know, <laughs> and then, so I automatically, we set up a workshop, you know, and then we filled up the workshop, or we filled up half the workshop just from from the conference, so people resonated a lot as well. I think maybe even more than half, but yeah. So a month after or two weeks or six weeks after, uh, I arranged a workshop with him. And and during that workshop, I had the, I had a huge Hollywood insight, like a real kaboom insight when I realized, when I realized that it was not the content of my thinking that I was feeling, but the actual real-time thought stream now <laughs> that i'm feeling and that i cannot you know control what kind of thoughts is popping up in my head five seconds from now that that was to me i kind of like dropped into the moment but also drop into the knowledge or dropped into the just like the the knowing <laughs> of just that and and it was and I, it was funny to me because me and Knut we kind of realized it at the same time the same sentence resonated with us and we were kind of like I think we were like playing a little bit ping pong with Jamie at the moment we were like kind of like sparring but in a positive vibe you know like but how but what do you but no no but you said you know like kind of like inspired sparring you know yeah. um and then something hit us both at the same time. We started like high fiving and standing up, and like you really being like like little silly boys, <laughs> get kind of like really getting it. And uh, but then after, in like later, I've realized that I've I've felt this. Um, I've had moments uh, of insights before. Um, there's this. One time I was living in Berkeley, I was fighting with my ex-girlfriend and I was with my friend at the time um, and I remember I was so angry at myself for being angry because I was quote-unquote supposed to be that Tony Robbins guy who was never 
angry and always just passionately happy and including everyone, you know? <laughs> so, and at one point, my friend, his name is Dale, amazing guy, he just said to me, and he, you know, he kind of jumped off that personal development bandwagon for a long time ago and he was just like doing his own thing but he just looked at me like it was like at the perfect time during my rant of how angry i was at my girlfriend everything was her fault and i i i was frustratingly telling him that i'm supposed to be oh, i feel so useless and disappointed and i'm supposed to why isn't it like this and xyz right and at one point he was just like saying dude you're human and that was that was the only thing he said but at the perfect time the perfect way i needed to hear it and it just shifted my entire state to still be frustrated but be okay about it and then we just walked around and grabbed a beer i remember i was not in the party mode which we were actually going out that day so we were just like sitting there in the club drinking beer and saying nothing but i was you know <laughs> i was not i was yeah i was letting life happen i was kind of waiting it out you know self-correcting system was working and i was chilling and those words when he said that took me from what i remember i spoke with rudy about in, in that podcast episode going from buying into the idea that we're superhuman to realizing that we're actually human and that in itself kind of makes us superhuman again or a different kind of superhuman or whatever <laughs> but yeah so 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 then i definitely had it's only until like recently i realized that that was a huge insight for me and that shifted because i that sentence and that specific um feeling at that time has never left me you mentioned something during that um you know answer there about a little boy like the little boy in you or whatever uh, and i think that's something that that i i can certainly relate i'm sure a lot of other people can relate to is that is that for me it was that um it felt like it felt like weight I mean, physical kind of you know weight and oppression and kind of a, a containment of how I should, ought to, and must be, or behave, or act, or whatever else, but just dropping away. The more kind of clearly I started seeing the principles, just dropping away. And that that little boy, that that playful spirit, that that kind of fun and energy and love and whatever else was always there waiting, and, and it always is there waiting. But it sometimes gets shrouded in, in you know how we think we should show up or ought to or must or need to or have to, and we we kind of, when I say we, I mean I, I um, I used to kind of uh, justify that kind of that way of thinking by oh well yeah because I have to do I don't know pay the mortgage or I can't do such and such because, and the second that I saw through that, um, it just it just everything shifts doesn't it? It just it, it's a completely different world. I had a conversation with someone, um, I don't know, a few months ago maybe, and it was it wasn't a, it wasn't a conversation I was looking forward to. I knew it was going to be you know, it just wasn't a great conversation given the the kind of you know the, the subject matter. And the lady said to me something like, um, you know, uh, I don't want you to be stressed about it. I said I don't do stress. 
and, and, and I, I didn't I didn't mean it in a kind of you know an arrogant or flippant way I just meant it in I just I tend not to do stress what well, doesn't make sense you know if I get stressed I'm then less resourceful to deal with or sort out whatever needs dealing with or sorting out mm-hmm. but um and I think she took it in the way it was meant but but I love the thing you said about the the other kind of you you're you playing what do you call your friend again uh Dale uh, uh, no the is it Kaluk you said or say again the guy who begins with K. Uh, when, you, when you said you were on the training together and you were both kind of, you know, high five. Oh, Knut. 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 That's yeah, it. Knut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were kind of high fiving like little boys. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, yeah. I'm not even sure what I'm saying anymore. But, uh, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh. You can. Yeah. That, 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 that playful childlike spirit that's all that's in us yeah it's it can imagine you know forgetting that for the rest of your life or actively forgetting it i must say because it's not something that's yeah you know it's always there there's nothing to in order for us to feel childlike that's always available it's more or it's rather a thing to do in order not to feel childlike in a way it's like <laughs> there's, there's two words I, um, I, use, I seem to use quite often one is inevitable and the other one is likely or you know, the likelihood of something being or happening a certain way and, mm. and both of those things are kind of certainly the likelihood one is dramatically raised the second that we realize that that that's our true essence that's yeah. that's who we really are isn't it you know that kind of flowing kind of you know joyful loving spirit that's who we really are the other stuff the guy that we think we are is just a facade and the likelihood of being more productive or resilient or resourceful or creative is dramatically increased and almost inevitable when we kind of remember that more frequently you know I love that. Yeah, so true. So true. <laughs> so what would you say inevitable and highly likable? No. Um well, just kind of for me it just raises the likelihood of something yeah. happening, you know, that that we kind of show up as our our best and most amazing and um burden-free selves if that makes sense that's completely different to what i said first time no yeah but like you touched upon something that i've seen i call it like trends you know Uh, but uh, i like the words you used because i can definitely see (laughs) trends changing after just a little understanding you know and and i know for a lot of podcast listeners this podcast is very understandable for some and for others it's very abstract and and fleeting and diffused or whatever the words are um and that's why I just just as a reminder for the listeners i want to always you know invite you to listen to this almost passively or james says like you listen to music i like to listen to these kinds of conversations while i'm making food well, um, uh, actually, when I sometimes when I go to bed, um, uh, and just like 
Um, and feel free not to burden yourself with the notion that you t- have to understand everything. Because, you know, like, I see that those times when I'm trying to figure out what's, you know, what someone are saying or a concept I'm trying, when I'm trying to figure out, I'm busy trying instead of actually receiving the the figuring out thing. (laughs) I don't know how to phrase it, but like... this knowledge com- is waiting for for you you know this knowledge is waiting for us it's wa- it's it's there already when we are not in the way ruminating about it <laughs> that makes so much sense i think i spent um, i don't know if we've spoken about this before or not or earlier on but um, I probably spent the first eighteen or twenty months trying to get this. Mm. After listening to Jamie talk about the you know the marking pen and you know when he said what he said about you know the experience happening inside me and it absolutely blew my box. And I tried to kind of repeat that that kind of feeling that that um, that kind of insight or that kind of you know level of insight for the next eighteen or twenty months. And there'd be people in different groups that we were we were in, mm. the different trainings we were on. And they'd be having insight after insight. And I was getting insight envy. I was thinking, when's, <laughs> yeah. when's mine coming? And, um, I, I, and the second, I forgot how I shared this with recently, but the second, it wasn't a conscious decision. But I just kind of surrendered. I just thought, do you know what? <laughs> you know, maybe I'm yeah. just not an insight, insight kind of guy. And um, the second that I kind of took my foot off the insight pedal, then, then I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. I still do not get generally really, really big hits. I'm more of a kind of slow burner kind of guy. I just get, mm. This is the story I'm telling myself currently. <laughs> I just kind of look back and think, oh, that doesn't make sense anymore. The way I used to think that. I, just, I don't do that anymore. Mm. I don't see that that way anymore, and I don't respond that way anymore. Mm. So that's when I kind of noticed that I've kind of, you know, um, shed more stuff. If that makes sense. Um, mm. But yeah, it's. we're so fortunate we we had this conversation before we started recording but we're so fortunate that we oh i think anyway i I consider myself incredibly fortunate that we live in the times that we do where we can actually have this conversation you know you're where you are i'm a different country and we we're having this in time real conversation and you're recording it and other people are going to hear it we're so fortunate we're so fortunate and then the icing on the cake or maybe the whole cake and this is the icing is that we're talking about a subject matter that is so life-changing i mean literally for 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 anything that's going on on the planet is down to a misunderstanding it's always it's always the case isn't it It can't be anything else yeah so true amazing that's perfect wrap up for this episode and beautiful words Tony and thank you so much for being here and sharing your story with us and sharing your wisdom and yeah just sharing these these principles and this understanding absolutely my pleasure Morton I really really enjoyed um I feel like I've known you forever. It's <laughs> this is the first time we've spoken, and, and yeah. uh, I feel like we go way back. So maybe we do. 
Maybe yeah, we do. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> love, love meeting you in, in person, as it were. Where can people um, contact you? Um, my, I have a website. Um, and if you have everything like programs coming up or anything you want to plug, feel um, free. Yeah, I have um, the the website um, is um, obviously www.inspiringgenius.co.uk. And yes, there are two G's in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, my email address is tony at inspiringgenius.co.uk. And um, I will be having some um, uh, programs coming up in the new year, both one and two day events, but they're not cast in stone yet. So I've got nothing to offer and nothing to share. But um, as and when I do, I'll maybe give you a product and you can, you can let your, your kind of, you know, listeners know that's okay. Awesome. Yeah, I will. Um, cool. And if you want to get a reach me, I'm at mortonhockey.com. I'm starting a inner circle mastermind called This Is It. This is Paulus' podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share it on your Facebook. If not, then please don't.